0: Head over to NFLShop.com today for the largest assortment of officially licensed gear. I need it! NFL Shop is your destination for jerseys, t-shirts, headwear, and more. Oh, you're sweet with it! Come back after the game for the best selection of NFL gear anywhere.
1: How you like that, baby?
0: Rep your team pride with styles fit for the whole family.
2: To shop now, go to NFLShop.com. Look for
1: your children's eyes. And you will discover the true magic of a forest.
0: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
3: Ah! Influencer Emma Chamberlain responded to the criticism about her attending the Met Gala. People are looking back at the problematic Blurred Lines video following the release of an excerpt of Emily Ratajkowski's upcoming book. And we're speaking with gaming and TV critic John Walker about Squid Game and why everyone's obsessed with it. It's October 5th, 2021. Hey, friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shiloh Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So, obviously, Casey, um, the internet just sort of stopped yesterday. Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, were all down. Um, and I like, I don't like it. It felt like, you know, when Netflix does the, are you still watching thing? It, was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it felt like this was the internet's way of telling me that I needed to get a life. Um, but now it's back. So I don't have to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, I think the thing that bummed me out the most about myself yesterday was that I kept opening Instagram and That's then I, the and then I would go, Oh, right, right, right. It's down. And, and then I would do it again, five minutes later. So I don't, I don't love what's happening to me, but in my, and then I was about to say in my defense, this is actually not in my defense. I have a 30 minute timer on my Instagram, and all it really does is nothing because then I just put in my code and continue on. <laughs> yep.
3: yep, yep. It's like muscle memory at this point, uh, yep. which is alarming. Uh huh. Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. All right. So to kick things off, influencer and YouTuber Emma Chamberlain recently opened up about what it's been like to enter the world of high fashion, including the backlash she's received. In an interview with V magazine, Emma said, quote, in a sense, the fashion world itself has been around forever and influencers and digital celebrities are very new and haven't necessarily earned their stripes yet. She added that she thinks not everyone is ready to accept influencers as a new form of celebrity, but also acknowledged that, quote, the world of fashion and fame has to evolve in order for it to grow.
3: I mean, this is something that we had talked about a few weeks ago, right after the Met Gala is about people paying their dues when it comes to fashion. So like she acknowledges this, she gets it. I think she's right. Like, we will have to evolve and make room and space for these people. But I think just the fact that they are influencers in particular and not just like the young stars, like young TV stars or young movie stars is the, the point of contention that people seem not to be able to really let that go.
0: Yeah. And you know what? There's two sides to it. One, not everyone's going to like you. If you don't like influencers, you don't like influencers. Like, okay. Then the other thing to me though, is that I do not see a problem with her, like being a model or wanting to enter into the fashion industry because I'm like, okay, we just think about models that we currently have. Oh, you get to be a model because you're very thin. Like that's the guideline for that one. (laughs) So I feel like the entry point, you know, like as long as like we talked about it, actually learning about your craft, And learning about, like, who these designers are and what all these different types of fashion mean, I mean, I think you're good to go then.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. Same page. So in other news, after Emily Ratajkowski wrote about allegedly being groped by Robin Thicke on the set of blurred lines in her new book, My Body, criticism of the song and its music video has been renewed in full force. In case you forgot, the video features Robin Thicke, Pharrell Williams, and T.I. fully clothed while three almost naked women dance around them to lines like, I know you want it. Then and now, it's criticized for being deeply misogynistic and perpetuating rape culture.
0: Yeah, uh, everything you said is accurate and true. Yep, that's, yep. I mean, I definitely, you know, I remember, and I'm sure you remember, when uh, all the uproar about that, which was well-deserved. But yeah, I, I was reading about it, and I think even then, I didn't really know the full the full depth of it. But basically, Emily, as she recounts it, she says that, you know, she didn't have a top on. They were only wearing thongs. And that Robin Thicke allegedly was drunk and came over and put his hands on her bare breasts. And like the director says she saw it too and all this and was immediately like, are you okay? And I'm just, I'm sorry, that is such an awful and violating experience.
3: Yeah, it is. And I think about how popular the song was when it came out and like how many people really loved the video before they like took a second to actually think about it and i can only imagine how she felt watching that like you know grow and be so popular knowing what she had suffered and yeah we need to take a hard look at this i feel like there are so many songs from us growing up that we like think about it's like oh those lyrics are very problematic
0: oh yeah i feel like tiktok's been doing a good job of that recently where it'll be someone just like it'll be like 10 year old me singing the lyrics to this and then then they're like saying it and you're like you're like oh god no stop Oh, oh no, that's bad.
3: <laughs> yes. Um, so I wonder if like, and I'm sure there are, there are songs that are out now that like in 10 years, we're going to look back on and be like, why did we let that happen? But I hope that thinking about this song in particular and the music video and what Emily went through, we can sort of stop those before they come out. You know what right. I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so Shyla, I'm excited to ask you this question because I already know the answer. I just know it fully. Okay. Have you seen Squid Game yet. Casey,
3: of (laughs) course not. That would be one of the worst decisions I could possibly make in my 20-something years on this earth. I will not be watching it, but I have a lot of respect for the people who were courageous
0: enough to watch it. Okay, well, I watched it, and you're right. Your little Hallmark heart should not and cannot watch the No, 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 (laughs) no. But... I've seen it, so many other people have seen it, everyone is talking about it, and honestly, rightfully so, since it's on its way to becoming Netflix's most-watched show ever. Today we're going to be talking with TV critic John Walker about why Squid Game has captivated audiences literally around the world, including me, who could not look away from the screen. Hi John, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi. So Netflix's Squid Game was released a couple of weeks ago, and it's become a global sensation. You know, hashtag Squid Game on TikTok has been viewed over 22 billion times, and Netflix CEO Ted Sarando said the series is on track to be Netflix's most-watched show ever. Without getting into spoiler territory, can you explain the basic premise of Squid Game for our listeners?
1: Sure, yeah. I think ultimately it's a program about wealth inequality, but it's all shown through an allegory of a grotesque battle royale-like survival game. So debt-ridden adults are competing in children's games for $45.6 billion won. I looked it up, which is $38 million.
0: Yep. And uh, it it is a shocking, dark, sometimes funny, but mostly dark show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Now, this isn't the first story about a deadly game where contestants compete for a giant cash prize. You know, it makes me think of Running Man, the most dangerous game, or even something like the Hunger Games. I mean, with a show that's about so many people at their lowest of lows, most of whom are getting killed right before our eyes. Why is this show so hard to turn off? Like, why can't people look away?
1: So I, I was looking into this about, you know, how far back this idea goes. I discovered there's a 1958 science fiction book called The Prize of Peril by someone called Robert Sheckley. And that was about a man who was on a reality TV show. He was on this, this book predicted reality TV shows. And then he was in a series of high concept, high danger shows. And the, the next one was going to be going on the run from Gangland Killers. And um, and then it became a German movie called Das Millionen. <laughs> my German is not good enough. this. Millionen Spiel. And then a French one called Le Prix du Danger. And, um, and then The Running Man was plagiarised it was shown there was a lawsuit from that even though it was a Stephen King book so yeah clearly this idea has just gone has been around for a really long time but okay so why does it work I think it's because the satire of it is really easily accessible what you're watching is so obviously wrong and so clearly, what's happening is so disgusting, but it's completely compelling. So you're unavoidably placed in the centre of the wrongness. You're forced to feel both extremes at once. That sort of duality it forces you to contend with the subject. You, you, you know, it is you, as you say. You can't look away, but what you're looking at isn't okay. And that you can't you can't put that down as you're watching.
0: You know, so. A little bit of a segue, but Hollywood has a massive IP problem, a.k.a. they're not willing to take risks on many new things and would rather use stories that already exist. So while Squid Game was new, it's been so successful that people are really worried that Netflix is going to try and make a U.S. version. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Wow. Um it seems so unnecessary. The fact that this is the biggest show on Netflix, I, I think it's like this weird feeling of joy that comes from that. But, um, I was like, I'm someone who could groans when something's got subtitles because I was like, oh, I'm going to have to give it my undivided attention now. This is, I can't just play games on my phone while I'm watching this. And the fact that I and everyone else in the world apparently was willing just to forego that, to focus and concentrate on this show, it just seems superfluous now to make a US version. You know, the idea that it's such a brand new IP, I don't think is so true, because obviously it was strongly based on Battle Royale and other Japanese manga. And then there's been lots of stuff since then that's sort of built up to this point, I guess. So in some senses, you can say it has a lineage, but... Yeah, as a fresh new idea, I, I think what we're more likely to see is just loads of horrible attempts to copy it. <laughs>
0: very That's, true, very true. Yeah. We, we were, um, I was talking about it with some friends last night, and it's like, Hollywood, all they've wanted since Ted Lasso came out is like heartfelt Ted Lasso shows. And now all of a sudden, we're it's like, squeaky! <laughs> we're like, a total opposite. <laughs> we don't want happiness and joy anymore. We want death. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. We'll be right back with John Walker and more about Squid Game.
2: At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Rafi is the voice of some of the happiest songs
1: of our generation.
2: Baby
1: So who is the man behind Baby Beluga?
2: Every human being wants to feel respected. When we start with young children, all good things can grow from
1: there. I'm Chris Garcia, comedian, new dad, and host of Finding Raffy, a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Fatherly. Listen every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The NFL playoffs are here and the Super Bowl is right around the corner. You can follow the action like a fan or you can prep like a scout if you listen to the award-winning Move to Six podcast. The show is hosted by me, Daniel Jeremiah, and my partner, Bucky Brooks. The two of us bring knowledge from careers as NFL talent scouts to the podcast world so fans can watch and understand the nuances of the game like never before. After the Super Bowl, it's draft season. If you want to go in-depth on this year's prospects and learn what makes the top players stand out, there's no better podcast than Move the Sticks. We'll break down film from the professional and college games so you can know which player to look out for when the football season returns next fall. You'll learn a ton about the NFL, and I promise we'll make it fun along the way. We'll have several new episodes dropping each week, and you don't want to miss a single one. Subscribe now and listen to the Move the Sticks podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Welcome back. We're talking with gaming and TV critic John Walker about Netflix's new series, Squid Game. Now, another big reason that Squid Game has resonated with so many people is that it's a pretty ruthless satire about wealth inequality and poverty in the 21st century, like you mentioned. Some have even called it, quote, a scathing critique of capitalism. Now, you wrote a great piece for Kotaku specifically about this. What is it about the subject matter of Squid Game that seems so relevant today?
1: I I think it's that wealth inequality is now pretty difficult to ignore, especially because it's become so farcical. Like Right now, there are Millions of people around the world furloughed or out of work following COVID, and, you know, we're all worrying about, are we going to be able to afford heating this winter as the natural gas prices are soaring? And meanwhile, billionaires are going into space for some jollies. And that's so idiotic. That's so extreme that how can you not be noticed? Even if you're comfortably off, you've got to realise something's wrong. And I think the absurdity of Squid Game, while it's so you know, it's a reductive ad absurdum idea, it does feel miserably close.
3: So, you know, considering that it takes place in South Korea, it's hard for me not to be reminded of Bong Joon-ho's Parasite, which also heavily delves into class politics, though under less dire circumstances. Do you think that the success of Parasite might have inspired Netflix to take a chance on a show like this?
1: I really do. I really think it sort of laid the groundwork to prove there's an audience for subtitled foreign language content if it's, you know, if it's of a high enough quality. Um, and I think it would have been perhaps a much more difficult decision, especially when it's South Korea, which is less immediately familiar to most audiences. To Japanese, I think there's a lot of groundwork laid for Japanese TV shows and and, uh, and manga and anime and so on. But yeah, I think without, I don't see how you get this getting such a high profile without Parasite. No.
0: Okay, because I'm not done talking about capitalism. Because I'll never <laughs> be done talking about capitalism. Um, so you know, the series has fans all over the world and some that you might not expect. You know, a few days ago, Jeff Bezos sent a congratulatory tweet to the team at Netflix and said, quote, he can't wait to watch the show. So Twitter took absolutely zero time to roast Jeff Bezos for his complete lack of self-awareness. I mean, did you see his tweet? Where do you think this disconnect comes from?
1: Okay, so I have a theory about (laughs) billionaires. Oh, I'm (laughs) ready. Do you remember like the old Star Treks where someone would phase out of reality and they'd be (laughs) able to see everything, but they couldn't interact with any of it? I think that's being a billionaire. So they they are still here, but they can't actually touch or interact or meaningfully connect with anything that's real other than other billionaires. And so the rest of the world just becomes this weird, blurry, confusingness to them. And I, I have a theory that that if he did sit and watch it, and I very much doubt he ever will, even then he would not be able to recognize himself as one of the VIPs. I don't. Th- I think the detachment is so complete that it wouldn't register.
0: Oh, he he definitely wouldn't. He definitely wouldn't. There's no doubt in my mind, which, oh boy, I'm going to be just thinking like, about that for the rest of the day. Don't say
3: anything then, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no, but that's the thing, isn't it? That he doesn't even have that. He doesn't right. even have that ability to realize that he shouldn't have said it. <laughs> That's how That's how far phased out he is. <laughs> and
3: it's just like, to me, I'm just like, he didn't even say like, I watched the show and I loved it. It was just like, congrats on a good show. <laughs> right, yeah, congrats uh, on your
0: numbers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a final question for you, John. How many people do you think will be dressing as a Squid Game contestant or a Squid Game guard for Halloween this year?
1: Oh my gosh, it's going to be <laughs> just so many, isn't it? It's going to be so gory. <laughs> Um, <laughs> although i think if you want if you wanted to do it really well you want to be the that horrific turning face <gasps> in the oh, the Durant, yes
0: yeah if you if listeners if you have not seen it um i uh, i don't know how to describe it more than that an, an obscenely gigantic doll whose head turns and is kind of like a motion sensor slash killer
1: imagine if you could really be on the costume where it. it just turns independently of your shoulders oh, God, oh yes. my gosh oh, so scary <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, just because my little
3: Hallmark heart can't handle Squid Game doesn't mean that should stop you. (laughs) Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily. Fun that fact. was one My of your things too. you brought back from Latvia. Yeah, I brought back because a hoop. all professional basketball <laughs> players.
1: Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> seven-foot hoop.
3: Yeah, listen to the Welcome to Our Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.